Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by StommyTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits, and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market keeping women safe and stylish. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. How is everyone doing? What's up, Emily? Not too much. Not too much. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Um, Other than it's just been a little gloomy around here lately, a little rainy in Texas. I don't know if we're getting like the aftermath of whatever hurricane season is coming down here or not. No, it's the same. It's been nonstop (laughs) rain here since I think last week. We went from uh, insanely hot, humid, typical DC weather to rainy and gross. And I think between Friday and yesterday, there was like a 50 degree difference. Are you serious? Yeah. What? I, I, I'm always Maybe wondering this morning, about you. Maybe in the morning, not in the afternoon, but in what the morning are, What are for your sure. go-to preferred rain shoes? Do you have like rain boots or because you always have such fancy shoes and I can't imagine you would take your fancy <laughs> shoes out in no. that weather. <laughs> no, I hate it. It gives me anxiety. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does. Like you have to literally decide on what shoes you're going to wear no, and I check the weather. Like, I do have a pair of rain, actual rain boots, but I don't really wear them that often. It's got to be. Are they the Hunter boots? Like um, the brand Hunter? Similar. Okay. They're a different brand. <laughs> are they Dolce and Gabbana? No, they're they they are Burberry. <laughs> there we go. Um, of course it is. Of course they are. Um, but I do well, have other like just my go to if it's raining. I'm I don't care if these get messed up boots. Nice. Uh, Very nice. Well, welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the episode last week because we are right back at it again with our dear friend, Jacob. How's it going, Jacob? What's going on, Jacob? Fine. Yeah. Talking about gloomy weather. We got great sunshine out here in Denver. So, you know, well, for those of you that don't know, if you missed last week's episode, I I just want to introduce Jacob to you because we are very lucky to have him on our show today uh, because Jacob is the president of concealedcarry.com. And as you know, we are a part of the Concealed Carry Network. Very, very proud to be a part of that network. Mm -hmm. Um, But concealedcarry.com provides in-person and online firearm training for American gun owners. The company is currently teaching in-person classes in over 25 states with a team of more than 55 instructors. Jacob is an NRA certified instructor and range safety officer, a USCCA certified instructor and training counselor, Utah BCI instructor and affiliate instructor for next level training, graduate of the law of self-defense and a Glock and six hour certified armor. He also resides in the Rocky mountains of Colorado with his wife, and children. I feel very lucky to get you two weeks in a row, Jacob. I know. I yeah, mean, I'm stoked to be here, frankly. Like, well, we, we, we just don't get to have you on the show as much as we would like to have you on the show. If y'all don't know this, Jacob also has his own podcast on the Concealed Carry Network, a fantastic podcast. We, we talked a little bit about it last week um, that you, you guys just, 
you've been doing this a long time, a lot longer than we have. And so if anyone is looking just for some more in-depth information about firearms, or you've got a, a husband, a boyfriend, a significant other that is looking for a good concealed carry podcast to listen to, they are the number one concealed carry podcast um, available right now. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Uh, something we've worked hard on for a very long time. And and, uh, you know, frankly, I think that this, th- our two podcasts are such a great compliments, right? Because we, t- we have a slightly different angle on talking about the same topic and we reach different audiences. So For it's just sure. such a great family. Well, absolutely. Oh, and we're so happy to be part of it. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Well, we, we, we touched very quickly last week on um, for the people who have a firearm. Now, what do they do? Mm-hmm. And we jumped into the training. We jumped into talking to them about like, you got to decide kind of what you, what you want your gun for, you know, right. different, different purposes call for different types of training. And so this week, we really wanted to focus on concealed carry because obviously concealed carry is significantly on the rise with women. And um, there's just not a lot of places yet to go to to get all this information. And so we want to talk to them today about the four factors of concealed carry from your from your point of view, Jacob. Yeah. And when we say the four factors of concealed carry, we, we mean it in a very literal sense, not kind of this broad industry called concealed carry, but the actual concealing of a gun <laughs> on, on the body, you know, in that kind of, which I think is where a lot of the anxiety exists for a lot of us when we start. It's like, oh... Uh, you know, what if someone sees it? Is it going right. to be uncomfortable? Am I going to have to change the clothing I wear? So that that's kind of that starting point. We have to attack that level of, of anxiety and, mm-hmm. and also just, you know, the reality of what that looks like. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the, I hear a lot of the fear, the fear of carrying it on, on body. Um, you know, for, for me, it was a, it was a journey getting to the point where I finally carry on my body. Um, I started out doing some off body carry just because of my comfort level with it. And it wasn't until I truly started, um, there were, it actually was more like there were some scenarios that I was in that I was like, whoa, it's actually taken me a lot longer to get in my purse and to get my firearm out. And if I really were to need it, you know, and then that played a lot into my training. And then mm-hmm. as I trained more, I just became more comfortable. It lessened the fear of the firearm to me. And then I was like, okay, this gun is not going to go off by itself when it's on my body, you know, I mean, that's and all part there's of <laughs> education and training and knowing right. it is and trusting what, but what I hear you're that doing all the time. People are, right. I, I don't know. I don't want to carry on my body. I, I'm not going to carry because that. What if it shoots me? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's not going to shoot you any more than it is going to shoot you when it's sitting on your counter. You know, and there's definitely safety measures and things to to do to um, ensure that that doesn't happen. But I but I understand their fear because I was right there with them. You know, and so um, so yeah. I mean, but I, I definitely want to dive into all this because we get asked these questions mm-hmm. all of the time. Yeah. You know, the, the first the first takeaway or the first thing to keep in mind is that you can experiment in your own home. I, I think this is one of those like sad travesties that we never talk about in, in the game or in the industry, in the community, because you know, we, we often think about this idea of concealed carry of leaving the house out into the public. You know, I'm going to be at the mall. Someone's going to see me at the store, at the restaurant. Uh, but, but before you do any of that, you're absolutely 100% allowed to just try it at home. In fact, in most states, you know, assuming you're not in like you know, New York or New Jersey or Maryland mm-hmm. or Hawaii maybe, but in most states, you, can, you don't even need a permit to carry a concealed gun in your home, right? So this is a place where you have mirrors you can look at and say, there's my gun showing. You have hopefully nice, you know, friendly family type people who can help you out and, and, and give you some feedback. 
and you don't you don't have to worry about getting arrested. So that, that's that's really the starting point where this whole journey has to begin. Is you just have to go home and in the house you got to start you got to start trying things. Right. Yeah. I mean that's my, exactly how I started. It was yeah in, in the home making sure I wanted to make sure before I stepped foot outside that I was comfortable. It's no and, longer. I don't ask my husband anymore. Does this outfit make my butt look big? I ask him, does this outfit make my gun look big? <laughs> it's, a common, it's a common question that I have to make sure before I'm leaving the house. Hey, honey, give me a quick check. Yeah. <laughs> Am I printing? Can you see any of this? Yeah, no, we're yeah. good to go. The home's a great place for that. It's, it's a great place. Yes. You know, you can take, you know, I had someone uh, who emailed us once and said that they, they gave themselves a 30-day challenge. And basically the 30-day challenge was for 30 days, while they were home, awake, mm-hmm. they carried their gun. And before they left the house, they'd take it off. And they had their permit. If they could have walked out the door, it would have been perfectly legal and fine. But that was, that was their thing. Like, I'm going to try this for 30 days around the house. And at that point, you know, you're going to quickly figure out what's working, what's not working. Right. Adapt and change and all those things we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when, when they were doing that, were they trying out different holsters? Yeah, you know, so the, the, yeah, here we go. You know, we're going to start the, the getting into the ugly parts of this conversation, <laughs> uh, to be frank, because you, you mentioned the factors of concealed carry, and there are really four of them. And these four things have to align. You know, we talk about the stars aligning for, for the right thing to take place. Mm-hmm. These are the four things that have to line up in order to comfortably carry a concealed firearm uh, down, down the street. The first one is a holster, right? You have to have the right holster. The second one is the firearm that goes in that holster. The third is the position on the body. And sometimes we're talking about very slight tweaks, you know, variance mm-hmm. in one position. And then the fourth thing is clothing. Now, th- this is where the challenge begins because clothing, most of us own plenty of that. Uh, you know, some, some more than others, but most of us have plenty. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. I love it. Uh, I, I, I have plenty on my own. So we, we won't see who's most guilty. I, I might embarrass myself. The, the, but the gun, that's a, that's a hard one. That's like the opposite extreme, right? Like most of us only have one gun. Uh, well, okay. I'm, 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 I have a lot of guns. But, but certainly most people like, when we're talking about my movie theater out, gun or about? my grocery store gun <laughs> or my running gun. Which one are we yeah. talking about? I, I have a personal goal. I, I, I decided this in 2015 to acquire one gun from every manufacturer. So oh. uh, that, that's my current thing. And there's still some companies out there that do make guns that I don't have yet. So it's not over. But uh, that's, that's the opposite extreme, right? Because most people starting out when they're in this experimentation phase, we're talking about trying to line up these four stars. They, this is a challenge. This is a problem. They don't have 12 guns to try out. Sure. And so that, that's a tough one. And then we talk about holster. Holster is a little bit less challenging uh, only because it's not as expensive. We're not talking about $500, $600, $800 expenses. Right. We're talking about 50, 100, 150 worst case scenario um, investments. And then when we talk about carry position, that's another one that's a little bit easier because generally most holsters, you can at least move them around a little bit on the body and try a few mm-hmm. different positions and, and tweak that out. So here's where I always tell people, I'm like, you, ha- you get a gun, get a holster, put it on the body somewhere, and then sit in front of the mirror and try 20 outfits. Okay. Yeah. And it's, you're really quickly going to find some things out. Like, oh, this outfit does not work. Nuh-uh. No yeah. way. But this one And does. I don't like... I know that I've mentioned, made mention of that, like that I try on outfits with, with uh, you know, what I'm carrying and some people like scoff at me, but I'm like, but that's how I know it works because when I'm getting ready to leave the house for the day, 
sometimes I don't have time to play around with three or four different things. Like I have, I know that there are certain shirts and certain blazers and and certain pants that are going to work exactly with what I carry. And I can, sometimes I just need to go with that, but you have to take the time. It's about taking the time to play around with your wardrobe and your Mm -hmm. carry gun and your holster and seeing what's going to work for you. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And luckily you have a blog, Emily, that kind of chronicled the entire journey of you getting into all of this. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, well, I, I mean, it's- I think that was something that, that was a big concern for both of us when we started this journey was, oh my God, are we going to have to sacrifice fashion for function? And thank God the industry is really moving in a more woman-friendly direction. There are mm-hmm. so many options. It's no, it's no longer, you just have one Kydex holster that's really big and bulky. Right. And you, you, know, you, you have so many options out there now that truly can help you carry in a very comfortable way, carry any firearm, I mean, relatively any firearm that you want to carry, and, and, and be able to conceal it without truly having to modify a lot of your daily routines or your daily outfits or, you know. Right. Um, And I think that's where carrying at home comes in handy is mm -hmm. is talking about like the positioning because you don't know, you don't want to be out. You don't want to for the first time carrying a new position outside. I tried out different positions at home and with different Mm -hmm. outfits seeing what worked Mm -hmm. and what I liked and what was comfortable for what I was going to be doing in my daily life. Yeah. I have a, a shirt drawer because I'm a, I'm a dude. And so I got a shirt drawer. It's got t-shirts in it and the shirts on the left they work for concealing my gun. The shirts on the right do not. And the ah. shirts on the right like only get used when I'm on airplanes, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I carry every day. But you, you just got to figure those things out. And mm-hmm. the experiment. There's going to be, I, I guarantee, you know, no, no matter how much work you've done trying to pick out the right holster and the right gun, there's going to be certain things you're going to put on and say, that doesn't right. work. Right. That's, that's okay. I mean, a couple of things to bear in mind, you can always change, right? Maybe it will work when you get the next gun or the different holster, or maybe, you know, that that's an outfit you're going to wear when you know you're going somewhere. You can't take the gun. The right. bathing that's suit awesome. has been the most difficult <laughs> challenge yet for me in the, in the summertime. Where the heck are you supposed to put yeah. that thing when you're yeah, wearing your bathing complicated. suit? Yeah, that, that's yeah. a complicated one that I have not found a solution to on-body care yet. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. like a great episode one day. Uh, we, we, we could dive into that. That'd be interesting. Uh, so yeah, that, that clothing thing is is key. Just kind of trying to figure that out now. But here, let's talk about holsters because we were kind of going there next. And holster and carry position, uh, I think, are important to distinguish as being separate because most holsters you can place in slightly different positions. Especially if we're talking about something that goes on the torso, on the waistline, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a belly band or an IWB type holster, I can, you know, maybe I can slide it over from one o'clock to two o'clock, or from three mm-hmm. o'clock to four o'clock, whatever is kind of on that dial uh, of my waist. But here, here's like the number one most important thing I got to tell beginners about holsters. And it's simply this one key. Check the return policy. <laughs> Just check the return policy because the odds of anyone like ha- taking the first gun they buy, putting it in the first holster they buy, slapping it on the body and it just working out like a charm is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I didn't. I, the, the first holster I bought, I don't, I never use. I didn't like it after trying it at home. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Right. So. Right. Luckily, we live in a very competitive industry where the internet, you know, e-commerce is a thing. And so most vendors are pretty good about having good return policies. So you don't want to end up with the proverbial box of holsters that you've been through, <laughs> right? Just check just check the return policy. Uh, I, I, we sell, I don't know, maybe six or seven different holsters on our site. And we have a 60-day, no questions asked uh, return policy. And we know we're going to get two, two to 3% returns on all of them all the time. Uh, and that's totally, we're, we're comfortable with that. That's okay. Most vendors yeah. get that. So just, sure, buy something and put in the research and the energy and the effort and the sweat. But if you hate it, 
don't don't be afraid. Just like, oh, okay, just guess this this isn't for me. Turn around and send it back. Uh, but but also play around with carry position, you know, before you give up on holster because sometimes it's just that it's just that spot. I mean, I, first term. If I carry appendix, I know that if I'm at twelve thirty, it ain't gonna work, and if I'm at one forty five, it ain't gonna work. I got this very narrow spot right about one one thirty. That's a sweet spot, and that gun works for me. Yeah, well, and and it probably depends too on what gun you're carrying that day, you know? Well, I mean, again, if you have multiple ones, I mean, I, I know I do. I know people ask me yeah. all the time, well, so what gun do you take when you go on your run? And I'm like, well, I like smaller, very subcompact, something that is low profile, it's slim up to my body, something that I don't even realize I have on my body when I go running, you know? And then I realize there's other women that say they want to go run with a Glock 19. I could not run with a Glock 19, you know, but some women want to run with a Glock 19. Right. So it, it really is a preference thing. And they would have to wear something very different than what I wear when I go working out, you know, and, and it just depends. Sometimes, sometimes a kidney carry position is the most comfortable for me when I'm running sometimes depending on the gun appendixes. And so just playing around with it and getting comfortable with it is, is kind of the, the only thing that we could tell you to really do to, to know, because my gun's going to feel different on my right. body. Everyone's bodies are shaped very differently. You know, everyone's holsters are going to feel different. So you kind of just need to find a starting point and, um, and go from there and then start and, trying it out. And comfort, comfort level is, is relative to each person. I mean, what's yeah. comfortable to you is may not be comfortable to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's also very important. And I think sometimes we downplay that, right? We, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in a male-dominated, A-personality, egotistical industry where we generally look at someone and we say something like, you, you better have a gun and it better be the biggest one you can buy. And, you know, <laughs> and, and that's just kind of like the really horrible attitude that we got to back off from because ultimately the only thing, the only thing worse than carrying a, sa- a gun unsafe is, carrying, is leaving it home, right? So, so right. assuming it's not unsafe, having it with you, you've already beat like 99% of America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah. a big, you have a gun with you. Like, congratulations. That's a big deal. It's worth celebrating. And even if it's a, a gun that you think is may, maybe not as big as it would, as it could be, you know, maybe a bigger gun be better, or it's not on the position of your body. You think is the most tactical awesomeness, uh, tactical. <laughs> thing. That's fine. Uh, maybe you, you're restricted to certain outfits on the days that you do carry your gun. That's unfortunate. Uh, you can always improve those things over time. It might take time. It might take experimentation. It might take money. But you've already beat 99% of America by having the dang thing with you. I just appreciate you even acknowledging that and saying that because I, I think that's what keeps a lot of women from even wanting to experiment with carrying on the body is you go on some of these forums and these blogs and they are just... People are very opinionated as to what everybody else should do. And there really is not one size fits all in the gun world. No, especially now when it comes to carrying. No. And and we take a very different approach to, you know, kind of the old school mentality with with carrying a firearm because I I fall in line with you, Jacob. I just truly think that the gun that you have with you is better than the one that you don't, you know, at the end of the day. And, you know, you got to get comfortable with it on the level that you're comfortable with. You know, and don't let anyone out, don't let anybody make you feel bad for how you're choosing to do it. You know? Yeah. It's hilarious to me because the truth is if we, if we all only carried like the most tactical, perfect loadout ever, we'd all be carrying Glock 17s with three spare mags, pepper spray and mace, (laughs) right? And a flashlight. Like, you know what, like go look at a cop 
Right. <laughs> That's the perfect loadout. That's right. They're professionals. They would yeah. know. But none of us can do that practically in a concealed environment. So all right. of us are going to do something are going to do something less than awesome. Right. It's none of us are perfect. And, and, and there's certain, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to say ankle holsters are not ideal. My off body carry is not ideal. <laughs> my granddad loves his ankle hold. Like he puts really? it in his boot all the time. And I'm like, that has got right? to be uncomfortable, granddad. I hate those things. In a revolver, he, nonetheless. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know, he, he probably could tell you he only needs one shot. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. 85 I, I years say, old and he still carries his gun every day. I should write a blog day. post of like things that the Vietnam vets say that we need to stop believing. Um, <laughs> that would be on the list. I only need one shot. I need one shot. Yeah. I, I love our vets. So I'm not, I'm not trying to poke fun, fun at anybody, but we have had some generational things that we've learned and have changed over time. And one of those is that is, is this thing we're talking about that, you know what, taking that five shot revolver and putting an ankle holster is way better than leaving it home. I promise you it's not as, it's not as good as having it on your waist. It's, it's not. I mean, putting right. it at four or five o'clock on the waist is not as good at having it at one, yeah. two, or three o'clock. Yeah. That doesn't make it bad. It just right. means it's not as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I honestly, like from my own standpoint and journey, like it, it's, it changes all the time how I want to carry you know, <laughs> and what I want to carry. And sometimes it's kind of fun because I just get to pick like my guns, like my accessory and, uh, you know, what, which gun do I feel like today taking to the movie theater? You know, exactly. which one do I want to take with me today? We're so, women. We like to have options. I do like to have, op- I love having options, you know. It's good to have options. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's that- the important thing. Like I know, you know, we talked about holsters and, and trying out holsters, but like as you get down that journey, I think, you know, something for women to understand is that, you know, you're going to want to start looking at different holsters because, because the different types of holsters are traditional Kydex and then also going to like a belly band are going to allow you to incorporate those into your wardrobe and have a little bit more flexibility and open up a little bit more choices for mm-hmm. you. Well, yeah. and don't, don't think too, um, cause I kind of fell into this trap, like, cause my dad used to buy all my guns for me, like w- before I really got into this. And so if he, he bought me a shield and like a little Taurus 38 special, and I really thought like, okay, I have to make this MMP shield in a 40 work on my body for all occasions because, because that's all I had. And because I mm-hmm. never really thought I should just go out, like if this isn't working for me, because the MMP shield is big for my body. And when you put it in a Kydex holster, it gets even bulkier. And so for me, like, you know, don't think there's not other options. Like actually go to the store and they, they will let you hold them and feel them and, and play around with them like at the gun store. And you can do that in a very safe way. Um, but you know, you're, you're not stuck to just that one thing. There are other options out there. Um, you know, so definitely go and familiarize yourself with what's available because you might want something that's smaller. You might want something, the, the barrel is a little bit shorter. The grip is shorter, smaller, you know, just cause somebody buys it for you for a present. I mean, it's great. Thank them. That is freaking awesome that they bought you a gun, you know, but, um, there, there can, there might be some other options out there too, if it's just not working in an ideal situation for you. Right. And more guns is better right? More options. I agree. And I think another thing that people get a little bit stuck on, and so this this may be helpful for some, is that shooting skills transcend guns. You know, at first, when you're a newbie, you're learning with your gun and it Mm -hmm. feels like if you pick up any other gun, you're not going to be able to shoot it as well because it it feels different in the hand and maybe it operates a little bit. 
but eventually if if you've if you practice enough and you're going to get to a certain mm. point where it's just it transcends the gun you're going to pick up the gun you're going to shoot it because it's a gun yeah and all guns relatively work the same you know I, I sometimes will short stroke a trigger if the reset's a little bit uh, longer than it is on a, a different gun i normally shoot or something like that but for the most part shooting skills do transcend guns and, yeah. and it's, it's just the way it works. I'll, I'll give you a personal example. If I carry appendix, which is my preferred position, I can't carry a, a midsize or full-size gun. It yeah. will look like I'm that dude in the Alien movie with the thing coming out of his face. <laughs> it's really awkward. I'm a pretty skinny dude, and it just, it's not going to fly. It's you should get that checked out, out at the doctor, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to know what's going on. So I, I prefer like a Glock 19 or a full-size M&P are, are preferred guns from me. Uh, I like the ammo capacity. They fit my hands pretty well. But there's no way I'm getting – in the appendix position, it's not going to fly. If I carry those guns, i got to put them on my, yeah. on my rear, 4 o'clock, 4.30 on the, on the waist. Uh, so, but, if, but if I pick up my Glock 43 or my Shield or my P365, those are all guns I can carry in the appendix mm-hmm. position. Get away with them just fine. So I'm, uh, daily, I'm in this struggle, right? Today, yeah. what's more important to me, this position or ammo capacity? Because that's going to determine what I pick up, what holster I put on. Yeah, no, and that's a, that's a really great point because I, I think that as you get – into this more. I mean, it truly, we say this all the time, like, this is a lifestyle. It is. <laughs> like, yeah, it, I mean, that- it, it truly, like, if, if I leave and I don't have my gun, which is very, very, very rare that I do, but if I do, I cannot tell you the entire time I'm gone and away from my house, I'm thinking, I wish I had my gun. I wish I had my gun. I wish I had my gun, you know? And I feel, I feel like I'm missing a part of my body. Like when I, when I don't have it with me and it just becomes this, this lifestyle, um, where, yeah, like you said, like you'll, you'll kind of be figuring out, Ooh, I need to change this today or I'm going to pick that gun up. And I go into a sketchy part of the city that I might want to have a little few extra rounds, <laughs> you know, like what, what does my day look like? Right. I mean, that, that's an important factor in determining, for? Mm-hmm. determining if you're going to carry and if you can. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All that, all that takes time. I mean, I guess, you know, the message today is experiment. You got to try things and you can do it at home in a place where it's safe. And, you know, everybody knows somebody, everybody has that friend that owns way too many guns. Anybody who knows me knows I'm that guy. No one owns way too many guns. In their perspective, I own too many guns. But, but those are good people to know because, you know, we talked about the gun being the most expensive, most difficult thing to swap out and experiment with different guns. Uh, Amy, you talked about going to the store and they'll let you handle it, hold it. Sometimes they might even let you stick it in a holster. But if you know me, you're in a, you're in a great spot. You can come over yep. here and you can try right. it here in my living room all day long. Totally. In about 40 of the 50 states, you can borrow someone's gun, take it home with you and try it for a week or two. Uh, there's a handful of states where that, that would be illegal, but it, it, certainly you can at the very least come over to their house and you can, you can, you know, you can go down to my basement. We can open the safe. You can try the whole arsenal. So that's okay. another consideration. When are we coming over? Yeah, right. When, when, <laughs> is, when is that party? Guns. Yeah, next time you're in town, give me a ring. I don't open up my safe to strangers, but the <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no problem. Nice. Uh, very nice. No, you're, I mean, I think that's great. You're right. Like ask your friends, can I go over and can I look at them? Can I hold it? Hey, I've been thinking about this, this particular fire. And there, there's like, there's so many great places to go. Like I have, um, I, I love going to the truth about guns just so I, I get a lot of my information from there. I'm constantly reading these sites, um, maybe cause I'm just a freak and I just, I, I love learning <laughs> about them and I, I love guns and I want to know like, what's the latest or if there is right. a new gun that's coming out, what's being said about them. I mean, man, you can definitely fall into some deep rabbit holes very quickly going on some of these blogs and forums, but you know, they're, they're, are great places to find some really good information and do some research even before you go to the store, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. so that you have some idea of what you're even talking about. 
And, and remember that when you buy, when you test drive a used car, what do you do? You take it to your mechanic and you say, hey, dude, tell me if there's anything wrong with this car before I buy it. Like when you gun shop, you got to think the same way. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been doing this for a little while. I'm full-time in this business. I own a lot of guns. I shoot a lot of guns. I'm a full-time instructor. But when I go handgun shopping, like legitimately shopping, I'm taking my business partner with me because he's going to have different insights. He's going to pick up the mm-hmm. gun. He's like, oh, yeah, this trigger doesn't feel quite as crisp to me. I'm like, oh, really? Let me try it again. And I'm like, oh, you're right. It doesn't. <laughs> you know, and, and we're obviously getting way down rabbit holes when we gun shop. Uh, but but the point is, you got to think of it like like the test drive, you know, where yeah. you take the mechanic. You, ha- you take someone with you, or if if you're going to the buddy's the friend's house who owns all these guns, great. They are they are the friend, right? They are the mechanic that's going to mm-hmm. help walk you through this process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that that was just a great conversation, and you gave me some great takeaways and tips to think about. Um, so for people that are are wanting to use the firearm for concealed carry purposes, I hope that you guys found some some good takeaways today from all of this. Lots uh, of great information in today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, if you ever have any questions, ladies and gentlemen, we always encourage you to send us an email. You can reach us on Instagram. If you follow us at Not Your Average Gun Girls, you can follow Emily at Style Me Tactical. You can follow my accounts at Alexa Athletica or the Amy Robbins. Yes, I will accept your friendship. I am on private, but I will accept your I will accept your friendship. Um, and then you can also follow Concealed Carry Inc. If you haven't checked out concealedcarry.com yet, um, go go check out the website. Like you said, they've got a lot of holster options. They've got um, male and female options available on the website. So just some great information there, a great resource. And then if you haven't done so yet, last week we talked about an awesome new app that Concealed Carry just put out and it is called Concealed Carry Gun Tools. And um, it's a free app, you guys. You don't have to pay yeah, for this check information. That out, download it. Yes, download that. Um, and while you're at it, go and subscribe to uh, the Concealed Carry podcast that Jacob and Riley do. And if you haven't subscribed to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, do that as well. It's so much easier just to get alerts that our new uh, episodes are out. <laughs> so, uh, anything else, guys? No, I think that's it. All Thank right. So Hope you guys have a great week. Thank we'll see you, you so uh, much, right Jacob. Back here next week. All right, we'll see y'all here. Bye. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.